Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios here in Laurel and Hattiesburg today. Still cold here in South Mississippi. Uh, But uh, our thoughts to all of our friends up in the north part of the state are still struggling with icy road conditions and some pretty dangerous uh, situations we hope that you're safe, dry, and warm this afternoon as we uh, hopefully will entertain you with another hour of Eagle Talk. Chad Williams is the new cornerback coach for the uh, football team. Of course, a former Baltimore Raven and Golden Eagle. He's going to be on the show later. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. He'll be joining us as well. We're about to bring on assistant basketball coach uh, Kyle Rohn. Uh, Luke, real quickly to you, uh, some breaking news about baseball, and then uh, we'll uh, get Coach Rohn on the phone. Yeah, just some some stuff came out around lunch. Uh, again, Eagles were set for a three-game series for against Northwestern State beginning Friday. Friday's game because of the weather in Hattiesburg as well as Northwestern State expecting to get three inches of, of ice today. They wouldn't have been able to travel tomorrow. So the game for Friday is going to be pushed back. Now we've got a doubleheader on Saturday beginning at 12 p.m. It will be two nine-inning games on Saturday and then a 1, p, uh, 1 p.m. Uh, first pitch on Sunday. So Friday's game moved to Saturday, doubleheader starting at 12 and a few more breaking news from baseball that we'll talk about later in the program. Yeah, we'll get to baseball later in the show, but right now we want to talk some hoops. Uh, the weather does not affect uh, basketball the way it does baseball. Assistant mm-hmm. Coach Kyle Rohn is on the Eagle Hour again. Coach, welcome back. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having us, Bob. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Well, you guys uh, won't be affected by the weather. Uh, you got, I think, some important games coming up. Coach, are we right about this? We've talked about this earlier in the week. The Eagles can still make the postseason tournament with a good showing in the next two weekend series. That that, that is correct. Uh, obviously, you know when it gets down to this time, uh, there's so many uh, calculations, uh, uh, so many factors in it based on what we do and based on what other people do. But to answer that question, yes, it, it is. And uh, the one controllable that that we have uh, in front of us is, uh, is is four games, and uh, and that's and that's what we have to move forward with is. Is kind of uh, dictating what we do ourselves, Bob. Coach, tell tell our listening audience, if you will, kind of describe the mood and and describe uh, you know the atmosphere uh, right now with the basketball team and and how how big would a win be uh, in the opening of this series this weekend? Well, to, uh, probably to answer your second question first, it would be it would be huge, um, and that would be uh, an understatement, obviously, uh, in. in uh, in the in the world of college basketball, it it uh, it just makes uh, everything a little bit better um, when you, when you win, and 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 our and and our team has been a while since we've experienced that, uh, and uh, that that goes into the question you asked about the mood. Obviously, uh, you know, disappointed in the outcome, uh, coaches and players, when it comes to it. But the thing that's been 
so positive with this group as we've we, as we've come back and we've worked each day and we've tried to we've tried to grow as a team, grow as individuals. So, so you know, I think everybody everybody knows the the task that's at hand. I think everybody knows the the the, the frustration and the feeling because we're all in a competitive sport and you know we we never feel good when you when you uh, when you've been a while without winning one. So so we would we would very much. Uh, like to experience that, Bob, and 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 to credit our team and our staff, we we worked at, we we're working every day to to get to a point where we can. Right. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach Ron. Coach, thanks so much for coming on today. You're always a straight shooter, and you know, kind of the biggest observation that it seems like Golden Eagle fans have continually said is it, it you, the heart of your team is pretty amazing, but. The, the, we always dig a hole, it seems, in the first half or the beginning of the second half, and the Eagles are often resilient to climb back, and a double-digit lead will you know, disappear, and, and then we'll drop a game by three or four. What, what is your you know, observation, your perception of why it seems to be that way, where we are resilient, but we're having to be resilient after these long stretches of being down? Luke, you know, that's, uh, uh, number one, a great observation, as you said, and uh, it, it's not only an observation, it's reality, what you said. And we, we uh, you know, we, we've uh, looked into that, uh, many options, you know, we've, we've uh, tossed around, not only tossed around, we've implemented changing up some lineups. We've, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of changed practice flow a little bit, things that, things that you can do, uh, things, things that we do building up to a game, a, a number of things, but but ultimately, Luke, you know, I think it boils down to, and it does put us in a bind, number one, like you said, because we're playing from behind. That, that dictates kind of style. You know, you can have a great game plan, and, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you get a 12-point uh, deficit right out of the gate, and, 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 and your plan is out. Now, all of a sudden, you, your plan has got to be to get it back even to, to get to your game plan. So, you know, we, we, we've got to be, as a, as a group, and, and what we're trying to Coach and teach and getting implemented is we, we we've got to, we've got to know the task at hand and I and I think that comes back some that even we've talked about on the show before is a lot of that is experience and youthfulness that's kind of showing a little bit and we do have a core that, that that like you said that that has played a lot of minutes but we do have a lot of guys that 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 um, you know are, are new to um, the division one and we use the term pace and uh, and, and 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 how. How valuable every possession is—not not just two minutes to go in the game, but every possession. You know, from the opening tip, uh, the first defensive possession, or the first offensive possession that we don't turn it over. So we're, we're we're still trying to trying to get that through to our guys too. So I think it's a combination of we've got to find the right uh, you know uh, personnel that that kind of gets us off to a great start, or right flow of of the weekly events or daily events that get us off to a flow, and also put a little responsibility on our guys to understand that when you tip it up, we've we got to be ready from the start. So that, that, that's something that sure. definitely has, has kind of gotten us um, within, this, within this little streak we're in. And then, you know, you look at the outside game, and you got some shooters, man, and they, they, they're hot. They can get really hot. But, you know, this last weekend, I think we only attempted 11 three-pointers. Coach Ladner has told us on the show before he wants the guys to, to be more bold, you know, taking the outside shot. Is there a reason why maybe uh, we aren't shooting as many threes? Uh, that, you know, the only reason would be uh, it's obviously not, not coming from anything from Coach Ladner. Obviously, we – we we like our guys that that you know that can shoot them. We go back to kind of some days, you know, Ladavius Drain. He's going to be everybody's uh, everybody's target on the on the whiteboard for opposing teams scouting reports and those kind of things. But but we as a team as a whole, I think what's happened is 
is that, uh, and we have to fight this, Luke, is uh, a little bit of question marks probably has, has, has sunk into some of our guys' mind in terms of, you know, not being as confident because they haven't seen the ball go in. I think that's probably what you're seeing when you see that low number of attempts. That's not by design, obviously. I mean, obviously we want to shoot good ones, and that's what we've been talking about. Let's, let's, let's play good versus bad and not, and not make versus miss, you know, and uh, you, shoot a, you shoot a good one, make or miss, that's a good shot, you know, and that, that's what we work every day for is for that one to go in, you know, and uh, so we want to get to more of that point. Get, you know, our, our guys get some, get some confidence. If we could ever see the ball go in a little bit, I think that would, think that would kind of change their min- mindset. We've got to preach short memory a little bit. Hey, if you shoot a good one, it misses. Let's have a, let's have a short memory. Let's get to the next play, and you get to the next good one, let's, let's be ready and, and, and let it go and maybe not second-guess ourselves in terms of should I shoot it or should, it, should I should have not shoot it, and uh, so we're we're working on that, uh, and and obviously we, um, you know, coach want, wants wants our guys to be free and wants our guys to kind of be comfortable uh, within themselves, and uh, you know we we if you look at our stats, that's one stat where we where we really really need something to happen in, and uh, you know we'll we'll have you know uh, four or five makes for the weekend, and you know and another team could have you know. 15 to 18 makes, and it, it's hard to overcome, you know, 45 to 50 points in, in, in one stat where, where, you, where we may outfield goal a team, we may out, out free throw a team in terms of makes, and, uh, but it's still hard, hard to overcome when that, when that column uh, becomes as big a deficit as it has here recently. All right, Coach, about 30 seconds left of the segment. Uh, what do the guys have to do to go out and get them a couple wins this weekend? Well, I'll tell you, playing Florida International, Bob, is uh, we've, we've got to handle the ball. We can't, we can't have live ball turnovers. They're a team that uh, uh, will press, uh, you know, for 40 minutes. They're, they're a Patino background, family tree kind of uh, coaching staff, so they're going to they're gonna press. They're going to they're gonna shoot an inordinate amount of threes. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to shoot a high percentage, but there's going to be a lot of, lot of long rebounds for us to fetch, and, and, and they're going to pressure us and, and make, us, uh, make us handle it. Um, but at the same time, when they do that, if we will be secure with the ball, we'll, we'll get some we'll get some good looks, and maybe this will be the weekend we could get going, Bob. All right, Coach, we hope so. We'll be pulling for you. We thank you, sir, for your time on the Eagle Hour, and best of luck to you and the guys this weekend. Thank you guys so much for having us. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Luke. All right, Kyle Rona, everybody, assistant basketball coach for the Golden Eagles, and they're on the road this weekend, hopefully can uh, come away with a couple of wins. Coming up next, he played for Southern Miss. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. Now he's back at Southern Miss as the new cornerbacks coach. We're going to talk to Chad Williams next on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank basketball coach Kyle Rohn for joining us uh, in the first segment of the show. Patrick McGee coming up a little later. Baseball starts this weekend. What a great time to go to Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Pick up the latest Southern Miss swag. 
They'll be open Monday through Saturday uh, till 5 o'clock right there across the street from the campus. You can still shop online at campusbookmart.net. Uh, however you choose, just be sure you go by and uh, you'll find the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Our next guest knows an awful lot about Southern Miss defensive football. Coach Chad Williams uh, was an outstanding uh, safety for the Golden Eagles, played for the Baltimore Ravens uh, in the National Football League, uh, got into college coaching, and now we're happy to say is back as the cornerback coach for the Golden Eagles. And uh, Coach Williams, thanks for coming on the Eagle Hour. Oh, glad to be here. Glad for you guys having me. I think it's so important. This is a personal observation, but so important uh, to have a guy like you on the staff who who has been part of the uh, tremendous uh, history of Southern Miss defensive football and can share that with uh, with the kids on the football team today. What what does it mean to you, Coach, to, to be back where you played? It means a lot, man. You know, words really can't express how I feel to be back. But when you talk about the things that I can bring to the table for us, some restoring some of the tradition and bringing back some of the, the legacy that you guys play with, for years and years at Southern Miss. And like I said, I just want to be a, a beacon of light, man. I want to give back to these young men everything that people along my journey gave to me. And like I said, I had a great journey at Southern Miss, and I want to be that vessel that helped people along the way, just like those guys helped me. You know, you played in a, in a with some great, great talent. You're a very talented player yourself. What 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 was it about uh, year in and year out that defensive football was uh, at such a high level here, Coach? And, what will it take to get the program back to that level? Well, you know, the first thing I remember about Southern Miss and coming in 98, the uh, standard was set in 97. You know, those guys had won a Liberty Bowl, and those guys had maybe two or three defensive backs drafted in the NFL. And coming in, you know, all you heard was, that's the standard, that's the standard. And the way Coach Thompson, Coach uh, Womack, Coach Nix, the way those guys coach and, and set that standard, you had no choice but to live up to it. And, and and I think that's been the tradition here for a long time. Like before Coach Thompson, those guys, you had Coach Carmody. So it just breathes over to generation and generation. And hopefully we can get back to that tradition of playing great Southern Miss defense and, and building this program back to where it's been. All right, Luke, get in here with uh, Coach Williams. So, Chad, good to talk to you, man. So glad you're back. Bob, this is a guy that when I came in as a uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed true freshman, uh, these, these were my – Chad was one of my heroes. He, he and Jeff Kelly and some of those other guys on that 2001 squad. So, Chad, I just want to say, man, first off, as a former teammate of yours, you always exemplified leadership. And, man, I'm just stoked you're back in Hattiesburg. Um, Coach Hall has invested pretty heavy in this first recruiting class in the secondary. I mean, we, we look at some of the players that, that you're going to have at your disposal. Jay Jones, the Tennessee uh, commit that, that uh, flipped to Southern Miss. And then um, uh, the kid out of Oxford, Brendan Tolls. I mean, there's going to be some, some athletes and already what we have. I know you're excited to get your hands on those guys in a couple weeks in spring training. Awesome, man. You know, that just speaks – uh, volumes to what Coach Hall can do in recruiting, you know, having that presence in Mississippi and having that reach in Alabama. When you talk about a guy like Jay Jones, you talk about a guy like Brendan Toes, at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, those SEC players that Southern Miss have got their hands on. And when you talk about comparing from our time to now, those are the guys that used to come to Southern Miss that didn't get all the, like you quote, rivals hype, all the 247 hype. So we're getting great players again in the stuff at the top with Coach Hall with his long-reaching recruiting. And you talk about those two guys in, in particular. You know, we got a lot of guys that 
you know, a couple guys transferred down from SEC schools. And so we're going we're gonna to be real talented and deep on the back end. And when you talk about reliving in the past, you know, we got a lot of chance. We got a chance to, to shape and mold that secondary to, you know, put in NFL draft picks year in and year out. Like I seen when I was a player and you was a player, you know, we had a whole stretch of run there where every year we get a DB defensive back drafted. And we're trying to duplicate yeah. that now. Uh, yeah, I just I remember those guys that punted for me. Ettrick Pruitt was one of my you know, gunners, and Leo was back there, and Parrish was back there, and then you go back right before you came in, Sertan. I mean, the the quality is just unbelievable. What was it? You, you coached with Will Hall at, at West Georgia, and obviously it's an honor for you to come back to your alma mater, but you got to like the guy that you're going to be working for. What makes Will Hall so attractive to you as a head coach that you wanted to serve on his staff? You know, just a great guy. You know, at the end of the day, when you talk about X and O's, he can get it done. But at the end of the day, he's a great person, and he believes in treating people the right way. And that's one of the most uh, outstanding characteristics I think we all exude every day into every person we meet. And just to get opportunity to work with him again, man. You know, at West Georgia, we was a six and five team. Well, they was a six and five team before mm-hmm. Coach Hall uh, took the head coaching position. And to see him turn that program around in six months to a twelve and three semifinal team. That starts with a vision, and I got to have a vision and understand how to matriculate through that obstacle of a season and get to the end of the season and be a, a game away from the national championship. With with mm. the guys, you only been for six months. That says a lot about his character and his, his work ethic and his drive. So, anytime a leader got a vision and he treat people the right way, you know you love to work for a guy like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've kind of been asking each uh, position coach. We've had uh, basically almost all the guys on, and I really appreciate Coach Hall and Jack Duggan for uh, for allowing you guys to come on. But we talked to Coach Armstrong, the defensive coordinator, and, uh, man, just there's going to be a high intensity, and we're going to play smart. We're going to come after people. Break down the cornerback position for us. How are we going to play on the corners, uh, boundary and field, uh, in this Golden Eagle defense in 2021? Like Coach Armstrong said, man, we're gonna be it's gonna it's gonna look like the Southern Miss defense. Oh, we're gonna be sound. We're gonna play fast. We're gonna play physicals, and we're gonna create negative plays. And at the cornerback position, you know, you can see a lot of different techniques. We're gonna play a lot of man. You know, we're gonna play some zone. And like I said, we're gonna put the game on the corners at times. You know, when you talk about the talent that we was able to attract and bring in as recruiting players, today's game is played and won and lost on the corners. You know, what I mean, in the secondary from the standpoint, it's a passing it's a passing deal. So we got to do a great job of, of mixing up from man to zone and from, you know, to get those guys a break. But at the end of the day, we want to take advantage of their, their ability to, to man up people and, and just be in your face and play the night of ball football. Coach, I guess uh, spring football is always important, but really important this year with, with so many new faces on the staff and all these new kids coming in. Uh, what is it you hope to accomplish in the spring practice? It's just to continue to build the culture, you know, these guys have been through so much in a short period of time. You know, I know a guy like Coach Hall, just like I talked about the job he did at West Georgia in six months, just to set that foundation starting this February to just take us on a journey. You know, and, and it all starts with the, the fundamental standpoint of just working hard, being treat, treating people right, and just going out and having fun on the football field. You know, like I said, watching from afar last year, it was pretty tough. But to know the type of man Coach Hall is and the type of program he runs, it's going to be a joy to see these guys have a, a different enthusiasm about taking the field at practice and then taking the field on scrimmages and then taking it to the offseason. And then, you know, before you know it, the 2021 season here, and there you go. Southern Miss fans got a lot to cheer about, and we're back to the, the good old days. 
Coach, I can't let former NFL players come on the show without asking them a couple questions because I'm a huge fan, and it's just so interesting to me. Everybody who plays football, high school, junior college, uh, Division One, Division Two, whatever, in the back of their mind, you know, the ultimate dream would be to play in the National Football League. So I'm always interested to hear, what was, what was going on in your mind? What were you thinking to yourself the first time you put on a Baltimore Ravens uniform and knew that you, you were playing in the National Football League? The first thought the first thought was like, don't mess up, you know, because you get, you get this amazing <laughs> opportunity to go out and play a child's game at the highest level. It's like, don't mess up, you know, focus on your training. You know, don't go out and try to be something you're not, do something that you done to get you to this point and just do it to the best of your ability and i tell guys all the time you know it's just a a look at a draw you know anybody that have an opportunity to play football that can matriculate through high school to college and college to the professional league it's not that tough you know the game don't change from x and o standpoint the terminology does so when i got to the nfl you know i was one of those guys that was a conceptual guy so i learned what i was supposed to do and learned what everybody was supposed to do and I just associated with what I learned at Southern Miss and just played the same way I played at Southern Miss. You know, so it was it was no big aha moment. It was just going out, just don't mess up. And I guess playing football, playing defensive football at Southern Miss in the area you did helped you because you played on a uh, on an NFL team with a great defensive tradition of its own. Right. When you talk about defensive legacies, I've been fortunate, man, to have the opportunity to come from Southern Miss with great, with a rich tradition. And to go to the Baltimore Ravens where on day one they tell you, play like a Raven. Because if you don't play like a Raven, you won't be here. So they instill it subconsciously in your mind once you walk in the door. And you got great guys to follow, like uh, the show great examples in practice, like Ray Lewis running and touching the ball every down. You got guys like Ed Reed uh, making tremendous plays uh, in the secondary. So when you talk about your job going into an organization like that, you just got to do your job. And that's the same difference here at Southern Miss. We're going to have 11 guys that do their job, and then the proof going to be in the pudding, the proof going to be in the outcome of how we play and how we you know, perform on Saturday. Great conversation, Coach, and uh, we appreciate all of you done for Southern Miss. And uh, I speak for Luke. I know we're really happy, really happy to have you back, Chad. And thank you for your time today. Oh, no, thank you, guys. Chad Williams, Thanks, every- Chad. everybody, former Southern Miss great, now the cornerback coach for the Golden Eagles, former Baltimore Raven, and – Listen to him, and and you know he's a football guy. I can't wait to watch this defense back on the field. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Wednesday, a very warm 41 degrees in downtown Laurel. Luke Johnson at the First Bank Studios in Laurel. Bob Getty at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Chad Williams from Southern Miss Football joining us. Really excited to hear him say that the Fast, physical, old-school Southern Miss nasty bunch coming back if he has anything to do with it. And appreciate Coach's time with us. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Trivia night starts back tonight. Sign up at 8, start time at 8.30 on 4th Street 
Bar and Grill on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Patrick McGee, the professor from New Orleans today, uh, the Big Easy. He's down there hanging out with uh, Alvin Kamara. I heard just had lunch with Alvin Kamara. And Patrick, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have you on today. Uh, what would you and Alvin talk about? Oh, uh, just kind of, you know, talk about Drew and, you know, what all he's got planned for retirement. So, uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> that, good. It was, yes, it but was you good. you really are in, in New Orleans uh, t- today for sure. So, okay, so uh, breaking news today, Southern Miss against Northwestern State. No game Friday, a doubleheader on Saturday. And uh, before we get to uh, what we believe the rotation will look like, Patrick, you – you had some breaking news uh, today in your article. A Golden Eagle uh, expected starter uh, is not going to start. It's going to actually start the season in the bullpen. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, uh, Scott Berry really wants to be careful with Shepard and kind of build him up and, and get him right before they put him in the uh, weekend rotation. And, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that and builds up because you all know, you know, coming out of the bullpen, often you want to, you know, go out there and just throw heat. Uh, I don't think they really, really want him to just kind of come out, you know, all you know, using all his bullets right away. So I'm sure they're going to try to be careful with him. Maybe you know, maybe they'll build him up, build him up to two or three, you know, out innings at a time or something like that. Uh, not sure how much, you know, how much they'll stretch him out of the bullpen this weekend. But uh, obviously, he's probably going to have an important role to play with how the rotation stacks up. And it makes sense, Gabe Shepard not going to start the season in the rotation. Let him uh, completely heal up from uh, an injury he suffered in in uh, December. And you're looking at you can he can get a lot of uh, work. They can really watch him, and and then when conference play starts, he will definitely be in that that four rotation. I'm excited. He may you know could start against Mississippi State on March the second. All right, Patrick. So earlier today we find out that it, uh, Walker Powell is not available this weekend due to some type of uh, team violation, team rule violation. And so it looks like the pitching rotation will be game one, Hunter Stanley, game two, Chandler Best, game three, Drew Boyd. Two lefties uh, in the starting uh, rotation for the Golden Eagles. Your thoughts about hearing that rotation? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, as much as we talked about the, the starting rotation for the season start, you don't even have either Shepard or, or Powell. In the starting rotation on, in the opening weekend, that's just kind of how it it goes. Sometimes I'm really kind of interested to see Stanley out of the shoot and see how he does. I mean, I expect him to have an outstanding season, but of course, the best and, and Boyd, you're kind of waiting to really see those guys kind of meet their potential. So um, both those guys have a lot of potential and uh, could very well factor into the, the weekend rotation uh, from here on out, uh, at least maybe through the first month or two of the season. So uh, it's it makes this weekend a little trickier in that you have two guys that are kind of uh, looking to bounce back after having an inconsistent season a year ago. Patrick, we've talked about this before, but this early in the year, obviously this will be the first series, and then you've got two or three more coming up. Is it fair to say that, that coaches use these games more to try and see who their guys are going to be when the conference starts? And that's probably as much of a priority as, as winning or losing the games. Yeah, I, I think kind of coming in, you know, a week or two ago, if you would, you know, ask me, hey, you know, what are the coaches going to be looking for? Who do they want to kind of try out here or there? I would have said uh, more kind of position, you know, players like a, a Michael Ween maybe or a, a Kate Crosby. How can they kind of fit in, uh, you know, and have a role to play? But right now you're kind of 
looking more at these pitchers, whether it's Boyd or Best or some guys out of the bullpen, uh, they might be throwing a little bit more this weekend than we first anticipated. So uh, I think we'll see a fair amount of guys on the mound this weekend. Uh, I know they're really excited about what they see in their bullpen, but it's it's a bunch of young guys that really haven't pitched a whole lot. So I think this weekend is really going to be a test. It's going to be a chance for the the coaching staff to really look at their guys and and see who can kind of help them through the first couple of months of the season. Who are some of the who are some of the new names you think fans will hear from uh, the standpoint of position players and at the plate? Well, I think Slade Wilkes is obviously one guy that everybody's going to be watching. Uh, will he bring that pop to the lineup that they were kind of missing a year ago? I think there's a good chance we're going to see him a fair amount in right field. Uh, maybe a Michael Ween. Uh, where can he kind of plug in? I, you know, I, will he get a start at third or somewhere else? Uh, you know, we'll see where he can play, but, uh, I think it'll largely be a, a, a lineup that we expect, but it's how do you plug in the other guys and, and find ways to get some at bats for some of the other dudes. Right. Luke? Yeah, Patrick, I guess my, my next question is who, give me three guys that you think will, will possibly be in the, uh, the, the, the DH by yesterday we were talking uh, to Heath Hinton and we and and I'll run this by you again but I, I think pretty much it, it secured Stanley behind the plate Sargent at first McGillis at second Dickerson at third Lancher just what you said Wayne maybe at third um, Montenegro in, in left Trimble in center and then Wilkes in right who right. am I leaving out of that and who's going to be the you know two to two to three guys that we would see in that DH spot. Well, I think Charlie Fisher is the guy that they want to really see a lot there at DH, but he's another guy that's uh, been working his way back from an injury. Uh, but uh, And they're going to be kind of careful with him, but if they think he's full go, I think they'll put him there at DH for the most part. But it's just going to be kind of a, a matchup deal. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, maybe you know Carson Paytal, if he can uh, get an opportunity at some point as a freshman out of Van Cleve, maybe he could get a shot. But I, I think Charlie Fisher really is their ideal uh, DH because he brings that little bit of pop to the lineup as well. So if they can get Fisher health, uh, Charlie Fisher healthy, I think he's probably the guy there at DH uh, for the most part. Is is it fair to say that this is probably the deepest team Scott Barry has had, and in some ways this may be at the same token with all the talent, the most challenging managerial job he'll have to do in quite a long time because of the depth. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of things away from the field that he has to deal with that he had to do. You know, it's a lot of COVID protocol, uh, you know, arranging meals. Uh, you know, how, how do they arrange guys on the bus? Uh, you know, you don't you don't want two position guys, two guys from the same position sitting side by side on the bus just because of COVID. So it's definitely going to be the most uh, complicated season that Scott Berry's ever had to deal with. And, you know, it is complicated from the standpoint that they've got a lot of guys that are worthy of playing time uh, that they're going to be sitting on, on the bench a fair amount. Uh, it's just a complicated deal with so many guys coming back from a year ago that were supposed to, you know, expected to move on. So uh, he's going to have to probably, you know, manage egos as much as anything. Uh, so, yeah, Barry, Barry's got one of his tougher jobs probably ahead of him this season. And Patrick, that depth may come into play uh, because the wild card out there remains the COVID virus, and uh, so yeah. depth may come into play more from that standpoint than than injuries, right? Yeah, and I mean, we all know in baseball how close these guys are to each other throughout the course of a season. Uh, <laughs> I think there's, you know, I think they had around roundabout, you know, 
15 guys out at one point uh, during, uh, I think it was fall practice at one point because uh, of COVID. <laughs> right. So if you're out, you know, suddenly without 12 guys on your roster, that's a nightmare. Uh, I don't think we'll see anything like that. Uh, but it's uh, uh, depth definitely will come into play. But pretty much every team's going to have decent depth this year, just from the way things kind of stack up. But uh, Southern Miss should be kind of is kind of is that's the whole idea is that Southern Miss is built with a roster. It's built to kind of make it through something like this. But uh, you never know until it happens. So we'll just have to wait and see how things play out in that way. But I think I read this morning too that because of in part because of the restricted attendance, uh, all the games are going to be available on. Uh... ESPN Plus and uh, CUSA TV. Am I right about that, guys? Yeah, well, I saw. I read it said uh, CUSA TV or ESPN Plus. I don't. I, I right. don't know if it's like basketball where they kind of alternate between the two outlets. Right. I'm not sure on that. Uh, but that would be fantastic if they had it on both outlets I would, at the same time. Right. I would assume that the non-conference games are going to be on ESPN Plus because that's the school. But man, Conference USA likes some of that money. It, that, that's what happened with with volleyball. As soon as they got to conference, you couldn't watch them play, you know, because you had to pay for it. So, right. you know, we'll see. Patrick, about thirty seconds left. Uh, you, you brought up a name, Pato from uh, from Van Cleve, and that's a guy who played for Daniel Best down there, and he he could provide a spark. It's just one of those things. Where is there you know place in the lineup for his bat? Yeah, he's. Uh, they really like him and his athleticism, and, and uh, you know he, he brings a little pop up there. He's a, he's a good outfielder. Uh, he's a, he's a guy that probably. Say a year ago, he's probably in there, you know, as fourth or fifth outfielder. But you've got so many guys now that are going to be seeing, you know, playing time out there. You have a Fisher Norris also, you know. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be tough to get, you know, consistent innings for someone like a Peto. But if they hit, you know, whoever is going to be hitting it, you know, off that bench, if somebody can come in and have a big day, maybe they can earn, a, you know, a few more starts there at DH or something. So uh, everybody needs to really kind of come out hitting the baseball because. Uh, Scott Barry knows he's got other guys on the bench that are capable of doing it. All right, Patrick, we appreciate you always, and uh, we appreciate you taking a break from your uh, dining down in New Orleans to share a few minutes with us. So we will send you back to, to the table with Mr. Kamara, and we thank you for your time, friend. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Patrick McGee, everybody, the professor from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, and the Big Easy today. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. D-1, the home of a 70-yard indoor field to run on. Things that the three of us do not do, but no. probably should do. Uh, Bob Getty used to, to run his 40. Correct. Uh, in, in the moonwalk, uh, like yeah. like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he actually had pretty good back. With a glove. But, hey, you can get with a glove. Okay. Yeah. And a hat. You can get in the best shape of your life at D1 Training. Then next door, D-Bat, specializing in baseball and softball training. Great place uh, to send your kids. D-Bat and D1 Training, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. A couple news and notes. Southern Miss finished up uh, the Mobile Bay Intercollegiate in Mobile, Alabama yesterday. Matt Lorenz shot a 70. Bryce Wilkinson uh, finished the tournament with a 72 and uh, finished inside the top 40 in individuals. Golden Eagles uh, will take a, a couple weeks break. 
break, and then, Bob, they will go to Phoenix, Arizona for oh, the Grand man. Canyon Invitational, wow. showing uh, that golf is uh, the smartest people no in, in athletics play golf. Corville Todd, Southern Miss high jumper, uh, is named the Male Field Athlete of the Week by Conference USA from his performance uh, last week in Birmingham. He improved his conference-leading mark, jumping seven feet two inches and a quarter, and now he ranks tied for sixth in the country. He's also in the top 50 in the world, ladies and gentlemen, and he is a Golden Eagle. So congratulations to Corville Todd, men's track and field athlete of the week. And then uh, the the athletic department has announced the safety measures for the 2021 home baseball season. Socially distanced, of course, we're at 25% capacity. Uh, Probably the most, uh, guys, the most uh, eye-raising on this for some people is mandatory face coverings at all times. Walking, sitting, the only time you can take a mask off is when you eat or drink. There's going to be a uh, a contactless ticketing, so they'll be mobile, kind of like football, hand sanitizer stations all over, and then cashless concession and merchandise stands. They will have a limited cash stand available. Kelly Sander joins us now. Kelly, you going to watch a baseball game, if you're going to watch it this year, all masks the entire time. Well, I know the umpires will be happy that. They won't be able to hear quite as well, <laughs> right. uh, what people might be saying. <laughs> you were talking about Corvell Todd. You, you might find this ironic, Luke, but did you know that uh, Snoop Dogg lettered in track and field in college? And you'll never guess what he was. <laughs> A high jumper. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. Uh, yeah, he was I, high I, when he jumped. Yes, literally. I, that's what I said. I said there was never yeah. any more high jumper than uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Hey, and tonight, you guys, Southern Miss fans, former Golden Eagle tight end Julian Allen makes his television debut on the USA Cable Network as this season of Temptation Island debuts. He is one of the bachelors that is on that program. It's one of those, you know, dating shows where will the guy pick the right girl and will the girl pick the right guy and and will it last longer than six months and... Yeah, and the answers are, are all no, but 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 it'll be uh, interesting to see you know Julian, uh, and we'll see if if any Southern Miss mentions come up. But that's tonight on the USA Cable Network. Julian Allen on Temptation. You sure Island. know a lot about that show, Sander. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I got it set for for my DVR. Like I said, I I used to have it set for the Biggest Loser, but then the Bengal games would be on there. So. <laughs> I Over and over and over again, right, Kelly? My my DVR was confused, I think, a little bit by that. (laughs) But but good for Julian. You know, that's kind of cool to be be picked out to be one of those guys, you know? And what if the girl picks him? I mean, it's just a win-win. If I I was on Temptation Island, it would be what flavor of bluebell am I going to (laughs) choose? You know? Chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, chocolate mint, Rocky Road. Right, right. Decisions, decisions. Right, right. But um, yeah. So, so the uh, the doubleheader got moved, huh? Or I mean, the first baseball game got moved to a doubleheader Saturday. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So uh, t- tomorrow, our Friday's game moved to Saturday at noon. It'll be two nine inning games on Saturday, and then the one o'clock first pitch stays the same on Sunday. And, and tomorrow, you guys, uh, Northwestern State head baseball coach Bobby Barbier will be our guest. Now, this guy was an academic All-American as well as a baseball player at uh, Northwestern State. 
And Northwestern State has had some Mississippi flavor, you know, throughout the years. Uh, so Bobby Barbie will be here telling you what to expect from his club as they come in here um, this weekend. And that's who so, your uh, son played for, right? Yeah, sure did. And they were on that uh, on that regional team that went out to Corvallis, Oregon, uh, a couple of years ago. So uh-huh. um, the Southland, you know, is not very strong in football or basketball, but they've got some pretty strong baseball teams. You know, Stephen F. Austin and um, – and Sam Houston State, you know, to name a couple. So in Northwestern State's right up there with them. Southeastern Louisiana, which is coached uh, by a, a Picayune native, Matt Riser. So, and we've talked about how proficient Mississippi, you know, the Mississippi high schools have been in producing great baseball talent throughout the years. So if, if we could just get the weather to cooperate a little bit, you guys, it's got the makings of just sure, a, a great, great season. No yeah. question. No question. All right. Well, Bob, do, Bob do, you think, do you think Kelly was an academic All-American? Uh, let me think. Uh, no. I, let me tell you something. I made straight A's. My B's were crooked. But hello. Yes, uh, Kelly. Uh, Kelly. 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 Yes, you know. You know. Kelly wasn't an academic All-American. He went into the TV business. Nobody smart does that, right, Sander? And I and I can't even spell TV. What a crowd! What a crowd! Exactly right. All right. Kelly will be back tomorrow. We'll have the Northwestern baseball coach on as well. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.